Yeah, hello to everyone that's tuning in for today's live episode of CM Conversations. My name's Henry. I'm a recruitment consultant at CM Industrial, specializing in the mission critical construction markets. But today isn't about recruitment. Today, we're going to be discussing the changing role of a general contractor going forwards, particularly with regards to the data center world. And I'm delighted to say that today I'm joined by a fellow proud Yorkshireman, uh, Damien Farr of uh, DPR Construction. So yeah, thanks so much for being uh, with us today anyway, Damien. Uh, do you want to just start by giving a quick introduction to yourself? No problem, Henry. Thanks for uh, having me. Um, you've kind of stolen my thunder. I always start by introducing myself as a proud Yorkshireman, but thanks for uh, thanks for starting that way. Um, yeah, um, I'm Damien Farr. I lead uh, DPR Construction's efforts in Europe. Um, have done since uh, middle of 2017. Uh, I'm an electrical engineer by profession. I've been in construction now since um, since I was 18. Um, started as a student apprentice with a with a well-known uh, mechanical electrical contractor in in uh, the UK. Um, wonderful company that served me uh, served me very well, and I hope they think I serve them pretty well as well. Um, and uh, from there, I've spent my career really in large um, engineering construction projects across from nuclear power stations to healthcare facilities, data centers, life science, you kind of name it. Haven't spent much time in um, sort of um, more commercial markets, but certainly, um, you know, certainly have uh, a broad uh, range of experience. Good. Um, just firstly, a bit of admin stuff. If anyone's got any questions or any kind of topics they want us to elaborate on throughout the conversation, put them in the chat um, and me or Damien will do our best to answer them. Probably Damien. I don't know why you'd be asking me when you've got him on this uh, on this live stream. Um, but yeah, just to kind of give some context uh, to start with, obviously at the moment, there's no doubt that the European data center space is just taking off right now. Um, there's been record levels of investment. Uh, I think last year it was something like 25 billion euros invested in the European data center market in the first half of 2020 alone, which is something like four times the annual average. So uh, despite a global pandemic as well, which is just crazy. Um, now, DPR are a household name in the data center construction world in the US. You're a, a top three general contractor in that, that category amongst others. Um, but for those who maybe aren't aware of DPR in Europe, who've maybe not come across you yet, do you want to just kind of share how that journey started and, and how you feel it's going so far? Yeah, no problem. So, yeah, DPR is is I suppose a you know now would be considered as a global leader in in mission critical construction, data center construction. Um, the the journey in Europe started long before I joined the the company, um, sort of 2010 2011. Um, we got involved in a project in northern Sweden um, just um, for a for a, a customer that we we're working with in the US that uh, we are still working with one of our uh, one of our um, leading data center customers and we then went from Sweden to Finland to, to work on another project um, ultimately back to Sweden and then we also did some work in Denmark so there was a, we've had a presence in Europe for um, just over a decade now and um, but obviously that was working from uh, a base in the US um, we're spread across five regions in the United States we have 28 31 offices something like that um, so and our advanced tech core market um, has you know uh, has strong links to global international customers 
what was happening during the sort of um, middle of the last decade was we were getting more and more of those questions, uh, more and more of those requests for, for help to to help some of those customers build their facilities, not just in Europe, but also in Asia. We're also uh, active in, in the Asia-Pacific region as well. Um, so there was... A, an intentionality from the business about about becoming a permanent fixture, a permanent forever fixture in Europe in the middle of the last decade, and the the the, the planning and the consideration of what that should look like commenced um, 2015-16. Really, as I said, I joined the business in early 2017, um, and we spent the rest of that year really thinking about you know where we wanted to to be based and what we wanted to focus on. So. That was the sort of gestation of the journey since 2018, since establishing ourselves in Europe and in a headquarters in Amsterdam, if you will. Um, we've grown um, from there into uh, an operation in Frankfurt, operations in Zurich uh, and now Copenhagen. So growing relatively organically across three of the sub-regions of Europe, Benelux, Dac, Nordic, which will be familiar to, to people. Um, really... Um, supporting those customers that would like our help and would like our services in in those locations and from a single core market if you will advanced tech um and data center construction we we're, we're now growing into our other core markets life science and and, and the likes oh good stuff so you, you kind of touched upon this in your introduction but you've spent time in your career at a couple of uk-based general contractors so just to start broadly in this conversation, what do you see as the role of the general contract being at the moment in this market? So I just want to go back onto part of your other question. So the data center market isn't new in Europe. It's it's obviously, it's been around for a long time. The levels of spending may be, may be um, increased, but there's also been a lot of consolidation. There's been a there's been disruptions with, you know, hyperscalers and enterprise companies joining um the market to build for themselves, um, but what the the role is is evolving in terms of you know from from the role of construction manager, general contractor, whatever term you want to use. Um, I think the the role is 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 developing into more of a an integrator. There's a very sophisticated supply chain. Uh, there's a number of subcontractors who are very good at building data centers. Um, and they've come from those traditional sort of sort of hotspots, if you will, the, the flat market, and, and I suppose you, you you must include Ireland and Dublin in that in that conversation. So from those centres of excellence, if you will, there's been a number of general contractors, a number of construction managers who developed real credibility in this space. Um, but they're only you know they only have so much resource, they're only so so be able to spread so far. And what we're seeing now in terms of some of the tier two markets coming on stream and the, the the wider expansion of lots of those data center companies into new markets because they have to, uh, the demand for their services is now global and now certainly impacting every country in Europe is that we're starting to see, you know, how do those, how do those traditional uh, general contracts who have been strong in this space scale or how do they how do they help the industry scale um, locally? And so there's a big focus on local localization at the moment uh, for general contractors and using local resources and local local subcontractors. That was pre-COVID, but COVID certainly accelerated accelerated that. Um, and then if you're gonna scale, I suppose, across, you know, maybe what's 27 countries ultimately or 28, 28 countries ultimately, then you're going to have to work in partnership. You're going to have to leverage those local those local relationships and 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 also control, you know, or at least try and control supply chains much more proactively. So I think 
we like to speak of the role developing into more of an integrator role and connecting customers to supply chains and being the sort of you know the frictionless part of that process that that enables those customers to to get their buildings built more effectively wherever they need to wherever they need to build them so it's becoming um it's becoming more about about how that happens sort of more efficiently and how we help those customers you know that there's always a tension for data center developers data center customers between the demand for their services and speed to market so how can you how can we help them um, so we have to work in advance on supply chains. We have to work in advance on research. We have to work in advance on on understanding you know, how we can expedite the construction of those buildings for them. Um, you know, often without a project to actually to actually build, but but you know, perhaps with the with the intention of building at one point at some point. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense because I feel like the current way that or the traditional design bid build model of working can almost put a contractor in a bit of a tenuous position because you might just give, be given maybe a week or two perhaps to estimate the cost of a design or, or go through the drawings, which has taken thousands of hours to actually put together. Whereas if you're doing the integrated kind of design and delivery approach, although it maybe requires a bit more work up front from the contractor, it surely saves quite a lot of time and frustration down the line for both parties. Yeah, so partnerships are becoming key and and partnership is, is, is a healthy thing. And general contractors being willing to invest in the research I mentioned, in the preparation work I mentioned. An early contractor involvement from customers is is helping us, you know, to to trust that process, if you will. So the earlier we're involved, the more helpful we can certainly be, but the more the, the earlier we're involved, the more, you know, the more investing on on our own behalf and on behalf of those customers. But it's, you know, it's a relationship that's that that work can work very well. And, you know, we're leveraging the the skill sets that we have, so the you know whether it's the supply chain we're we're exploring or or investing in, or whether it's you know our own teams that we're um, we're investing in. The earlier we can do that, the the more successful we we generally are. Um, as I say, and even in advance of a of a of a live opportunity. So early contractor involvement, whatever you want to call it, did, you know design build is becoming more popular. Um, you know, certain certain customers are stopping at sort of you know traditional Reba stage three or whatever that translates to in other parts of Europe, and and then looking for GCs and construction managers to to complete the design, and that allow again allows data center customers to 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 expedite the delivery of the building. Um, for the contractors part or the construction managers part, you then have to you know you then have to get well, well ahead of those opportunities and, and make sure you've got. You sort of ducks in a row to to deliver successfully when you when when the opportunity comes along. So, wh- where do you think this change is coming from, and who's instigating it? Is it the client saying they want a more collaborative approach with the contractor or construction manager, or is it the contractor saying that we want to be involved more early in the projects to help out? Who's kind of instigating that change? I think it's a little bit of both, Henry. It takes a it takes a you know it's a it's an enlightened view that. That both customers and general contractors take. So obviously, customers want to work with contractors that they can trust to deliver. Um, so repeating those successful projects in new places is is it's obviously a um, you know something they want to do. But there's also the competitive tension that they they still need to realise that they've, they've only got so much money. They can only spend so much on their general contractors. So the traditional kind of um, design bid build approach, which is which is you know, I suppose whether whether you believe that prove that whether that demonstrates value or delivers value is 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 you know, another debate for another day. But the 
GCs for their part have to then still demonstrate value and still demonstrate to those customers that they are able to, you know, to get the right number, I guess. So that's becoming a much more open and transparent process, which is again, healthy. You know, there's, there's a real um, collaboration and real partnership between data center customers, maybe even third party project managers and quantity surveyors and the general contractor or the construction manager and working uh, as a team um, to ensure that, that those customers are seeing the right, the right cost and and we're deriving the right value from that process so that as that becomes you know more prevalent and as we all kind of you know respect that process and trust that process and i think that's that's again a part of the relationships that are being developed you know the more successful i think both customers and general contractors will ultimately be so it comes back to trust it comes back to partnership collaboration as you mentioned um but there has to be a you know it has to be demonstrable in terms of value as well and, and i think general contractors the more general contractors understand that and understand the why of, of what motivates customers to 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 follow one particular procurement path or another then you know we can all we can all kind of relax about bearing down on the cost together because it's really what you want to do as a team. You all want to be bearing down on the cost to make sure that because the, the persistent cost pressure that we're all under, including our customers, um, is is not going anywhere. It's gonna it's real and it's it's gonna be around for, for forever. So we've got a, a question from Christian Siocco, who you'll um, who you'll know. Um, he says, Damien, are you seeing diminishing returns? due to the evolving GCs attempting to enter the data center market? It's a good question, Christian. No, not yet, but the I think the as the role of a general contractor evolves, there could there is definitely some of the some of the value pots that have traditionally existed are definitely under threat. You know, the role of the traditional general contractor is changing. That's you know being impacted by sophistication in supply chain. Um, Developments in prefabrication, offsite construction, developing new entrants, even who you know with control over the vertical supply chains or control over value chains. Um, so I think if if general contractors don't evolve, then there absolutely will be a diminishing return. But I think most general contractors have got the message. Oh, good stuff, Jay, for the question, Christian. Um, something you mentioned to me a couple of weeks back, Damien, was about the Uber model and how they came in and kind of revolutionized the old-fashioned taxi industry and, and maybe the construction space is also seen as a bit of a uh, slow-to-change industry in general. Um, but what, what is it that you meant by bringing the Uber model to construction? Well, it, it's um, it, the, the, the beauty of Uber, of course, is the simplicity of the, of the, whole, uh, of the whole disruption. Um, and I guess when a disruption is as, as effective as Uber, or when somebody disrupts a market as effectively as Uber did, we all we all turn and look at it and go, well, of course that's how it should work. So I think it's a, it's one of those moments. As a uh, one of our management committee members, Atul Kanzodi has a has a phrase that I like, which is you can't you know you can't stop an idea as time has come. Um, so with Uber, all, what did Uber really do? They 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 used technology. They they created a platform that allowed people who needed a ride to connect with people who had a car and some spare time then went to the trouble of vetting those drivers and those those vehicles made sure there was some you know oversight around kind of you know what people were actually you know going to be riding in um so when i when i compare that to you know very it's an oversimplification but what do our customers want they want their buildings delivered, you know, and buildings are going to are going to change the industrialization of construction is going to change that dramatically. So 
we have to be the platform, I guess, or you know, construction or construction companies have to be the platform that allows our customers to connect with with the um, supply chains that we that we have, or that the you know, and those, as I said, those supply chains are becoming increasingly more sophisticated, and those the entrance into the supply chain are becoming increasingly more sophisticated. So whether you rely upon that external supply chain and vertically integrate with partners, or whether you actually or whether you actually own that value chain and and develop your own in-house, you know, um, capability, which is very much what DPR are doing, and very much what other other general contractors, construction managers are doing as well. Um, you've you know you've got to make that as frictionless as possible. You've got to make it's got to be as easy to use as possible. You know, construction companies and general contractors, you know, the investment that owners making onboarding us into their programs, into their into their capital expenditure programs is huge for them as well as as well as it is for us you know getting to know each other you know going through a number of projects to be successful together it, it takes time and effort we we have to make that as simple as possible and, and i guess that's what i meant by that yeah no, absolutely and you talked about kind of off-site and prefabrication in the future which i'll touch on a little bit later uh, but i want to kind of just explore how a gc will be viewed in the future and what their kind of legacies be mm-hmm. And I wanted to point to something that Mesa's CEO, Mark Reynolds, said recently um, that I read, something that he supposedly said to his own board at Mace, actually. With Mace being one of the biggest tier one contractors in the UK and, and Europe, he actually said that Mace are a sustainability and data company. We just happen to do great buildings. So does that resonate with you, with how you see GCs going forwards? Well, it's certainly going to be important for GCs going forward, yeah. Um the power of data within construction and the power of data analytics is you know, where a company that's very heavily invested in 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 using our own data uh, construction companies have thousands and thousands of data inputs that we that we've you know ignored for far too long i guess so yeah there is um absolutely something in what mark's saying there i can't speak to 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 the miss company other than you know with admiration but the um there's certainly a lot of that, and in, and in terms of sustainability, that that's just going to become real for everybody. And that that pressure, um, you know, the increasing demand upon sustainability requirements for both our customers and us as general contractors, construction companies, um, is is only going to increase. It's going to be, you know, I I see a, a future not too far off where standards may be globalized um, or harmonized in terms of some of those sustainability standards, some of those sustainability requirements. Um, and leveraging data within construction is is a is a non you know is is as yet a, a very you know underutilized um, process and and the more we're seeing and the more we're using our data, the more our harm moments we're kind of having. It's like yeah, oh yeah, that's what that's about, you know. So it's yeah, it does resonate. And and amongst other things as well, we'll you know we'll be integrators we'll be um facilitators you know we'll be many things um and the future self-perform general contracts as well will will look quite differently as, as we industrialize our construction sites and they become essentially factories um then you know it'll be there'll be a focus on assembly and we'll have to develop different roles and different skills and different tools as well to to cope with the change that will happen before we get to site you know the 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 work we'll have to do in those supply chains the work we'll have to do um in some of the new processes that will that will emerge 
Oh, good. And in the same piece, you also talked about offsite prefabrication and modular construction going forwards, which I think is in no doubt, no doubt going to be a huge part of the data center construction market in particular. He said they've taken inspiration from the automotive sector. So car companies like Ford, who were traditionally kind of vertically integrated manufacturers, but are now maybe more design experts and assemblers. And Mace have actually recently opened up their own uh, offsite tech business. Um, so do you see that as, as the way the data center construction market is going? Like a lot of offsite modular construction? Uh, in short, all construction. Yeah, the the data center construction might be the might be the vanguard of some of that because there's that d- desire for standardization and speed to market. But yeah, there's 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 no doubt that's where we're heading uh, into a future of component assembly on job sites that resemble kind of you know factories, traditional construction, you know, in situ. Um, installations in hostile environments is is definitely definitely going to change um and also the the processes before that as well i mean um you know the the way that we'll have to vertically you know you've got at the moment you've got a design you've got a development process a design process then you move into manufacturing of components manufacturing of materials um there's a there's then usually a sort of third party involved in terms of getting those materials or that those goods to to a construction site, whether it's wholesalers or, or whatever, that's all going to be that's all going to be you know vertically aligned. It's all going to be kind of you know rationalised and delayed. We we're going to in future the the manufacturing process will inform the design. You know the componentry available, the supply chains that that, that start to develop um, in terms of some of that and some of that componentry. So you'll be picking your you know, building from a from a book of parts that will come straight from the factory to you know via the right process development via the right logistics into into a into a job site that looks very different and there'll be you know there'll be an assembly process rather than a construction process. Okay, good. Um, and got a question from Shelby actually. Um, so data centers are known for speed to market, faster the better, realistically. Um, how are general contractors adapting to meet this increasingly tighter timelines, but also sustain safety and quality? Is is there a limit to how fast the general contractor can build the data center? Um, there is without the right planning, yes. I think there's, you know, there's, um, I think standardization helps. I think, you know, but nobody's, even with, you know, if you look at other manufacturing industries, there's, um you know the way that manufacturing is developed, and 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 the way that construction may, may well catch up or may well go is, you know, nobody's making anything and having it on a shelf. That's those days were were gone a long time ago. So, if you're in manufacturing right now, you you wake up in the morning and you don't know what you've got to make until that order comes in, and then you start a process of of you know, of making something to get it to um, a customer on a just in time basis. That's that's. That's how lean processes have, have revolutionized manufacturing. And even if you order a, a brand new car tomorrow, you know, I'm always frustrated. I have to wait, you know, 12 weeks, four months, whatever it is, you know, it's, but, but that's because nobody's making cars and having them sat in fields, which is, which is understandable. So it's the same with buildings. I'm afraid there, you know, the more, the more work we can do to have those, to have the, the componentry, the supply chains, the subcontractor, the value chains ready and primed to go when that happens, that's the work we'll have to do. But 
but it will still require, you know, uh, 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 there'll be a lead time. Um, hopefully they'll reduce and shorten as standardization kicks in and, and those uh, the supply chains are able to respond quicker to, to, the, to the componentry we, we want them to, to make. So I think there is, uh, there's, a, there's a story I tell, I won't tell who the customer was and it's about, you know, we were, we were sort of, they were a customer who said they, they wouldn't be happy until they'd built a certain size of data center in a day. And we all kind of scratched our heads and, you know, looked incredulous. And and the, the customer simply said, because the, one day that size of data center will be able to hold in our hands. And that, so that's, that's thinking way beyond what we were considering. Um, you know, so I, I think I'm saying there'll be a limit, but there may not be because, you know, the, the disruption that comes in, in customers' own businesses and own technologies could could be something that we just don't see coming yeah no who knows um and with the changing approach and role of general contractors then will inevitably come a change in in jobs within roles and personnel within general contractors and how they kind of structure themselves so in the past whereas your traditional general contractor will just have a lot of, a lot of strong construction specialists in their teams who are based on site do you see any roles being created within GCs that aren't available right now? And who could be the most important person on a, on a construction site in the future? Good question. Um, yeah, I do, I, there'll certainly be new roles. And there's, 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 again, as we look to other industries to learn, there'll be some transferable skills as well. Some, I mean, construction, um, is, again, is ready to be disrupted in that in that way. We, we should be looking at other industries. We should be looking at... At the um, at the skills that, are, that people are, that have in other industries that could be transferable. So um, I, I mentioned it already. There could be there could be product developers sat within construction companies and, and general contractors in the future. They'll certainly be logistics specialists. Um, you know, and, and I don't mean that the logistics specialists we already have on our job sites who are who are making sure the work keeps moving and we're enabling the work. I'm I'm talking about true logistics specialists who who know how to manage supply chains and know how to go deep into supply chains and and manage those um, effectively on those just in time. Uh, type basis uh, uh, because you're then managing logistics in manufacturing, maybe in multiple countries, maybe in multiple, maybe multiple components. Um, so you need somebody who's really, you know, who's really managing that effectively for you. And then digital engineering, again, back to, you know, an idea whose time has come, you know, the, the, the role of digital engineers, VDC, virtual design and construction, or BIM engineers, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call those folks, um, again, they're going to be very significant. And I think the other roles that we we will probably see, in terms of you know roles that are transferable from manufacturing, like production and operations management, you know that's something that's taught to manufacturers and taught within manufacturing that we're going to start teaching in construction. You know how do you optimize product? production how do you optimize operations so that you're enabling the work and the workflows in the right sequence at the right time you mentioned ford we we do a lot of work or have done a lot of work with mercedes on on tact planning and transferring tact planning from manufacturing into construction um, and combining that with something like line of balance without getting too technical you start to see that actually if you if you really think about a construction project which is where tact comes in you probably do have, you know, 
80, 90% of what we already do is repeatable. We think of every construction project as special or different, but really when you think about the processes and you break down those processes to subcomponentry and to a granular level, you know, hanging drywall is hanging drywall. You know, Pulling cables is pulling cables. So whatever element it is, it probably is repeatable. And if you start to plan it on those repeatable lines, then you start to see tack planning really become become effective. So so tact planning or production operations management, I think it's going to be a, another one. But yeah, there will be there will be several for sure. As I say, as I keep saying to you, just just find me the person that feeds three thousand people on a cruise ship every day. That's that's the person we want. Yeah, I've already start started pipelining those candidates for you, Damien. So uh, don't worry about it. Good man. Um that's they I mean they're they're on top of their game. Whoever those folks are hats off because if you can feed three thousand people a day four times a day in multiple restaurants then then you're you've got your a game together yeah i'm not sure i could do that so um i'm with you on that one um we've got a couple more questions from people who are viewing so we'll um we'll just try and tackle them while we can so um we'll start with uh, peter schneider he asks how can general contractors generate a competitive advantage in this specific environment Peter wants me to share that with the with the world. That- uh, maybe not, but <laughs> um, I think there is there are a number of ways. I think the I think obviously general contractors that pivot to the new world quicker than others are, are obviously going to have a competitive advantage. I think general contractors that really lean into understanding, you know, what what sort of the the next normal looks like they'll they'll generate a competitive advantage as well and as always um any general contractor that listens to its customer well and has a customer-centric approach and understands what you know ultimately what the customer needs to do with the building or or needs to be successful um are going to have a competitive advantage so i don't think i don't think that changes i think you know the um the approach remains remains consistent, but the other types of things will will be some of the things I've already touched on. There will be general contractors who start to you know develop their own value chains. DPR, we've we we already have our own in-house um, you know uh, prefabrication offsite uh, in our family of companies. We've got digital building components who who um, we've got show pods. So and we've we've got other other parts of the business looking at other um, other elements of componentry that we'll introduce into our projects. So. Uh, and I think even back to back to what you mentioned about Mark and, and Miss, as you said, that there are they've also launched their their evolvers. They've got their own in-house prefabrication facilities, so that that will be fairly fairly standard, I think. Um, and then you'll be yeah. And I think the other areas of competitive advantage could emerge in things like modelling. You know, who's investing um, and developing to to you know it's to its full capability and I'm, I'm thinking about 5d you know having you know, even 3d and 4d where you've got standard families and you've got you've got the right the right sort of you know approach to modeling approach to 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 leveraging your data within within that environment and that will also create some advantage as well i think for for gcs good and we've got time for just one more question and there's one in particular that I thought was quite interesting because it's from Willem van Dyke and I was chatting to Willem the other day actually and he asked me the same thing and I didn't have an answer for him. Um, do you see the possibilities for contracts like DBMO, so I assume design, build, uh, maintain and operate and take full responsibility for a period of maybe more than 15 years to maintain and operate that facility? Well, I think that's already, for some 
construction companies and from, for some general contractors, that's already fairly standard for them. You know, you have got a number of construction companies in the world who um, who do just that, um, or either directly or via subsidiaries. Um, so, and it, and is and it's something that you know I think you know uh, whether it's maintain and operate. Um, uh, there are you know they typically come with PPP projects or or other or or other um, you know types of projects. We're not we don't see much of it in the data center world in the Mission Creek world, but but there is some of it for sure. There are other companies who are um, you know developing, designing, constructing, maintaining, operating their you know data centers. Um, I said mainly through subsidiaries, but it does it does already exist. So I think that, that there could be more of that. Um, I think I, I I couldn't share on on in this forum whether we're looking at it or not. But um, you know, there's there's certainly a number of construction companies who are looking at that. Oh, good stuff. Well, I'm sorry that we've not been able to get uh, to everyone's questions. There's actually quite a few, but fortunately, it's uh, it's time to wrap up. Um, you can keep asking them in the chat, and Damien might be. Uh, might be kind enough to answer them for you. But um, I would just want to thank everyone who's tuned into this live uh, CM Conversations and everyone who's listening to it afterwards when we uh, turn it into podcast form. Uh, but especially thanks to you, Damon, uh, for joining me today. It's been a really interesting discussion and I've, I've certainly learned a lot from it. No worries. Thanks very much, Henry. Perfect. And if anyone wants to learn more about DPR, um, you can check them out at www.dpr.com. And if you're interested in more insightful content, like today's Lyceum Conversations episode, then check out searchindustrial.com. We're always looking to collaborate with great people and great brands, whether that's on a recruitment project or creating a cool piece of content. So if you've got an interesting topic or a cool up-and-coming recruitment project, then drop me a message and it'd be great to have a chat. Cheers for joining us, everyone.